0: Hello there nerds, and welcome to Go To There, 30 Rock podcast, a weekly chronological journey through 30 Rock, looking at the jokes, the references, the highs, the lows, and all the blurgs that come with one of the best shows of the 21st century. As always, I'm your host, Curtis Stone, and joining me is...
1: David Amon.
0: And welcome to episode 116, season 6, episode 13, entitled Grand Mentor, originally airing March 22nd, 2012. David, if you would please give us a quick summary slash synopsis of this episode.
1: Avery is still being held captive in North Korea, and after seeing a story about baby miners in a collapsing mine in China, Jack realizes that she's so far out of the headlines he has to do something to get the people to remember she exists to help get her home. Meanwhile, Hazel is taking her new job as Paige very seriously and appeasing every one of Tracy's demands, but when she makes critical mistakes like not giving him his medicine, Kenneth has to step in and save the day. And finally, after suggesting to Jack that NBC puts on a special movie of the week about Avery's disappearance, she campaigns hard for the lead role.
0: Now this was, um, I don't think this is a great episode by any means. I think it's definitely, like, forgettable in terms of storyline and stuff, but genuinely this is just, like, a fun episode. Like, there's just the chaos between hazel and kenneth and tracy is just a lot of fun a lot of really funny one-liners in here i feel like hazel has definitely uh got the timing down right for a 30 rot joke of just like she slips them in just when they need to say like when when they need to be said like she she gets it and i think she's she's working well with this group in terms of just comedic timing um The stuff with uh, Jenna wanting to be Avery is fun, Um, just because it's like it's it's so poorly done. Like it's not even well thought out at all. Like, like Jack says, like once you once you know I knew the truth, what what were you expecting me to react to? Like it's just it's a lot of fun. Um, But uh, yeah, I mean, like I don't think there's too much to be said about this episode. Like it's kind of it's there, it exists. I don't
1: know. I agree. I mean, I think it's a lot. I I, I say I agree that there's a lot of really good one-liners throughout the episode. And yeah, I guess I wouldn't say it's my favorite, but I, mean, I thought it was a pretty good episode. I mean, um, it, I mean, there's some plot moving along because yeah. it, like it it measures, I guess, Hazel's development like as a page, kind of brings Kenneth back into the fold, and I guess moves the Avery storyline back into motion. So yeah. it actually does a decent amount of like larger. Plot movement as well as in, in yeah. addition to to just individually from the episode yeah. being funny, yeah.
0: I guess, uh, yeah, I guess it is like a setup of a p- episode, a return to Avery's story as well as setting up a Hazel as g- giving her more character than she's really had yeah. in the since she's been introduced. Uh, and I, I guess, yeah, with Kenneth too, he quits the standards of uh, spoilers <gasps> Uh He quits the job to oh no. just to be able to help Tracy. So. I don't know, there's just, like, there's something about this episode, especially the, the scenes with Hazel, that I really enjoy. Like, it's just genuine comedy, I think. Uh, I don't know. But I, I, I'm I just wondering, like, why the audience hates her so much. Like
1: I mean, actually, I... I well, so at this point, 30 Rock is, what, like, halfway through its six, sixth season, mm-hmm. just about. So, I mean, this is the first... Time that a character been introducing gotten so much screen time I would say because like the obviously there's a Danny character but he didn't he hasn't I mean I. I think Hazel's had already had more screen time in the last several episodes than Danny has in total maybe I don't know maybe not but it feels like it's it. close I anyway think. but like this, I guess this this is like the first character who has been like introduced into the ensemble, ensemble like after everything's already been established and has gotten already so many storylines and screen time so it's probably just you know a lot of that is just longtime fans who don't like, didn't like it upsetting the balance yeah, yeah that's fair yeah. i guess cuz i mean i think it's interesting cuz in in some superficial ways the hazel character is similar to Jenna and that there's mm-hmm. a sort of like ruthless ambition but i don't know like, Hazel is more, I don't know, like, Jenna is just completely, like, self-involved in doing it for her own, because of her own ego, whereas, like, Hazel, it seems like, it seems like a little bit of a more sinister yeah, motivation. I like, guess
0: if, if this was, like, a, a neutrality board, I guess, like, Jenna would be, like, what is it? It's chaotic, neutral, and what's that, what's the other option? True? It's True Evil, uh, True Neutrality, True Good, and then Chaotic Good, Chaotic Evil, Chaotic Neutral. Oh, there you yeah. go. Yeah. So you have Lawful Good, Lawful Neutral, Lawful Evil, Neutral Good, Neutral, True, Neutral Evil, Chaotic Evil, Chaotic Neutral, Chaotic Good. I would say um, Jenna's probably more like the Lawful, or... Um,
1: no, she's definitely Chaotic.
0: Well, I mean compared to Hazel.
1: Well, yeah, I mean Hazel would be chaotic evil, but Jenna would be chaotic neutral because she's like she's doing it out of self obsession, so it's not for good, but like she's I don't know. I mean, I guess she does make comments about doing some m- morally terrible things so she's kind of i don't know compared yeah. to compared to hazel she's like a chaotic neutral but i guess like if you remove hazel she is kind of a chaotic evil as well because yeah
0: no before hazel come along yeah, yeah. definitely she, like whereas like tracy's definitely more like neutral
1: evil like really they, that's the oh, case no. he's chaotic good i would say
0: yeah he's more chaotic good yeah no that's fair jack We're- is probably lawful Lawful evil,
1: yeah, I would say so. And then Liz Lemon would be a lawful neutral,
0: mm-hmm. yeah,
1: yeah, because I mean, she's not a
0: good person.
1: I don't know, I mean, I'm not familiar, I mean, I'm vaguely familiar with this as a construct, but I'm not yeah. intimately familiar enough with it to
0: I mean, so like, say, that, I mean, there, like, there could be a better level yeah, that applies, yeah. Well, I, I mean, know. obviously, chaotic evil would be just the absolute worst. You know, doing it for self-gain, doing it for selfish reasons. You know, neutral evil is more like they're doing it, they have a mission, but you kind of see the the the, the, the gray in the why they're doing it. And then, like, the chaotic evil is more like, okay, I kind of... Or the uh, the all, the the third tier is kind of like, okay, well, yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm pretty sure there's not a... I'm pretty sure someone's done a 30-rock D&D alignment chart. Oh, for sure. Multiple times and have probably done it way better than us, so... Um, any other thoughts on uh, Grand Mentor before we hop in? Let's hop in! Alright, so The Cold Open is going to help set up uh, Liz's storyline, which she kind of plays a role in all three storylines, um, but mostly Jack's storyline.
2: I just received these viewer essays on the subject why I love TGS
3: please tell me it's not annual TGS viewer walk-on contest it's great promotion lemon we found that if someone is actually on NBC they're
1: 4% more likely to watch it
2: really we're doing this again after what happened last year gassy fassy you can't eat
1: keep the White House white you know who
2: enters these walk-on contests weirdos
3: read the essays lemon it's not going to kill you
2: Oh, really? Because this one is typed on the inside of a bloody halter top.
3: Just pick one. And while you're at it, which one of these ties do you prefer?
2: I thought you said a man should never wear pastel unless he's a black guy on
3: Easter. Usually, but I'm going on the Today Show to talk about Avery, and I need to tone down my natural aura of strength and sexual dominance, which wasn't going to happen with the tie I was going to wear.
2: (sighs) Oh, my. (laughs) Uh, So, uh, what is the news with Avery?
3: Uh, There isn't any, and that's the problem. The UN is useless, the State Department is full of Democrats, and, as it turns out, Amnesty International is nothing but a company that makes and sells candles.
2: That explains all the vigils. Oh, that is a good scam.
3: It's been a year, and the media have moved on.
2: Media is a plural noun. but this time.
3: I have to find a way to get Avery's story back on the front page. Fortunately, I run a network with the news division, and I will do whatever it takes to keep Avery's plight in the public eye. Even... Go and see Matt Lauer's band. It's blues rock, Lemon. It's called
1: Rhythm and News. Lemon, no. I have a feeling that Liz's comment there about people who enter, like, walk on, roll, or whatever, of being weirders, like, comes from a place of experience or truth. Yeah. Because, I mean, to me, because I guess all that not, well, sometimes you'll see consciousness of, like, you know, Win a contest to meet, have lunch, have blah blah, blah with so and so celebrity, and obviously there are some people into that. To me, that's like just seems like it'd be so awkward. Because why would I want to go randomly meet a celebrity for a meal? Like, right? Because, I mean, what would you? First, of all, I, I mean, this yeah, <laughs> would be awkward. Yeah. Like to 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 make normal conversation and like
0: I mean it's a a story that you that you are able to tell that's true but at the same time like yeah I I wonder how much people like
1: who go and it's by people who enter who like want to go and like fawn all over the celebrity which seems like that would be just very awkward for everyone Mm -hmm. involved I don't know I mean I've always wondered about (laughs) because obviously like I don't know like like randomly like seeing a celebrity in public and like saying hi really Quickly or trying to get a picture, I guess, is one thing. But like entering a contest to like, Where you have, like actively a, like, spend an hour or however, whatever, long yeah. time, just like, <laughs> yeah, that know. seems.
0: I mean, I think the, I think in addition to that, I think the joke is also like a lot of these. The writers of Thirty Rock grew up with a lot of TV shows that did do that. That I mean, mm-hmm. that was a big thing. I know, like TGIF had a lot of those kind of contests. Yeah, and I, I definitely don't think that they're. Anywhere as common as they once were in the 80s and the 90s. So I think they've lessened. And the idea, I don't know, maybe there are still contests of meet X person by entering probably still exists, but I feel like just with general security and just most fear that a lot of celebrities kind of have in the back of their minds, like I don't think too many would uh, openly commit to themselves to this kind of a contest but
1: yeah I mean it was a really big thing the last political cycle especially during the primaries to win like a chance to have a phone call or like a coffee or beer with like the candidate which I mean I guess that makes a little more sense like if you're talking to a politician, you can at least like I guess discuss like what issues are important to you but still that's the sort of thing or like oh another thing was like you we could win like a phone call I mean again I guess like it makes a little more sense with a politician because of what you could discuss but like still that's something that I would just like I don't know. I guess if I, I, I guess if, if if I felt really passionate about something that I didn't think was being talked about enough, like that would be a good opportunity to try to do it. Yeah. So that makes a little more sense to me. At the same time, that's still just like I don't know. It's like the cynical a, side the, of me thinks that the concept of having a beer, yeah. with the presidential candidate, feels just too awkward. For me. It feels super
0: old fashioned. Like yeah. the idea that having a beer humanizes someone or like puts them on the same level is like what are you talking about what what world do you live in that beer is this magical well, thing that
1: I mean that's a thing like there's someone, I no, mean, there's I know, someone you want to have a beer with I
0: you know, know but I it's don't. just like how is that still a thing that people think humanizes someone because like it's it, insane because I, it, well I because mean, everyone, I mean that's
1: the sort of activity where like you can get a beer with someone and like have like a conversation for I guess a little bit of time like you know what I mean like if, if someone is a fun to hang out with temporarily, you know what I mean? Like, you could have, like, a work colleague that you're not necessarily, like, super friendly with, but it could be, like, the type of person with that sort of personality where, like, if you're at a convention or something, Mm -hmm. you, like, grab a drink with them, and that would be, like, an entertaining way to spend 30 minutes, I guess. I don't know. So that's how I kind of think of it, I guess. But... I
0: guess that's fair. I don't know. It's just, like, the line of wanting someone to have a beer with, it reminds me of Frisky Dingo. There's literally, like, a plot where the characters are running for president... And in order to get their Q rating and everything good, one of the pitches is, and then of course you'll have a, a moment where you'll drink a beer because that's what Americans want. They want someone to be able to drink a beer with. And the line specifically is, have a bruski with. And, it's, <laughs> and they, they even mock it. He's like, yeah, that's how people talk when they want a beer. They want a bruski. But it's just like things like that. It's just like, it seems so old fashioned that that's somehow, oh, like that can persuade someone or make someone feel... Uh, more comfortable with someone is just because they can sit and have a beer with them. Cause yeah. it's just like the idea that a politician is so not, a, I don't want to say above, but like on a level where they they don't drink beer. So when they actually drink a beer, they're like one of us. And it's just like, no, but they, I mean,
1: I, I think when it comes down to it, people just vote for the person they like more, right. which is, you're kind of saying the same thing. Like if I had to spend 30 minutes With this, between the two people who I pick. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, just get a beer with is kind of the same. It's getting at the same thing. It's just a more concrete way than just saying, who do you like more, I guess. I don't know.
0: That's fair. That
1: said, I have no interest in doing that (laughs) with any celebrity slash politician slash anyone. I mean, there's probably
0: some celebrities I'd like to hang out with, but I'd still feel super awkward and uncomfortable because I would just feel like they don't really want to be there. Right. And I would, I would not want to cause any but they would. But if they're something. a good actor,
1: then they could at least act as if they were. Yeah,
0: they would pass very well <laughs> for wanting to be there, but I would just feel yeah. way too uncomfortable doing that to them. Uh, meanwhile, in Tracy's dressing room, uh, Kenneth is checking in on his old friend. With...
4: Sir, I've been thinking. I know I'm a big shot now with my suits and a desk lamp that I control, but... I just want you to know I will always be a page at heart even if I did just receive a fancy award at my new job. On behalf of the mother standards department, I Gaylord Felcher present you with the employee of the week award. Well, let's give it up for this bag of so what can I get for you? Well
5: and I Hazel's ha- on it Tracy! Can I,
4: can I speak with you? Can you? You just did! What's your problem? Oh my, well, my parents were technically brothers. Look,
5: I'm trying to do my job here. Tracy's my responsibility now. I take care of him.
4: <laughs> oh well, I'm sorry, Miss What's her Name, but I'll always be there for Mr. Jordan. He has a special place in my heart, just like Nana Parcel, my heartworm.
1: Ugh. I guess it really comes to center in this episode because. Kenneth calls her by Miss What's-Her-Name. But, like, that's, like, such a great last name for her. Because, oh, like, yeah. it sounds like... Obviously, like, if you said What's-Her-Name, that would be, like, almost like an insult. But because right. it's Kenneth, it's, like, innocent and yeah. straightforward. So he's, like, just calling her Miss What's-Her-Name to her name? <laughs> so, Yeah. And telling. it's
0: still... I mean, that is, like... We know that the... I think this is the first time that we learn her last name. But, like, it's such an easy joke to miss. Because he's just, like... He looks like he's sounding like he's saying... I don't know what your actual last name is, Like, is just the delivery is so perfect of, like, oh, and this was her name. Uh, it's fun. But that, that read of, uh, Kenneth, can I speak with you? And he's like, you just did. Like, <laughs> that's so cute for some reason. I don't know why, because he's so happy about it. We are not uh, including Matt Lauer. He can fuck right off. So we're going to skip that scene. Uh, but I guess the scene... The, the help set up Jack's storyline also is he's supposed to be on the Today Show and he gets bumped because of the, I think you mentioned it. The, the Chinese um, mine collapse that's, yeah, that, that's mined by babies, babies and puppies. Yeah, and the puppies are the ones bringing them the supplies, which, good lord. <laughs> Obviously not true, but Jesus Christ! Could you imagine if that ever was found out to be true? Like we know, obviously, child labor is a real thing, but like I see, baby I mean, labor
1: is—it's only not true because babies don't have the cognitive. physical capacity. Yeah. I you know, I, I mean, like I wouldn't put it past an authoritarian regime to literally employ babies to do labor. If oh, they if, were capable. Yeah, of it.
0: if they absolutely could be worked, they would. They someone in, in the span of. Existence would have done it. I'm sure someone tried it, and that's how they know that it doesn't work. But anyway, what do you think? Uh, back in the writers' room, um, Liz has given her big speech about how you cannot write about Krang from the Ninja Turtles on TV anymore
2: dummies. I need you guys to write a sketch with a non-speaking part for whoever wins this dumb contest. And do not write another sketch about Krang from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. No one knows who Krang is. It would be a waste of time to talk about Krang on television. No more Krang.
5: Liz? Krang! What the hell, Hazel? Can I ask your advice, woman to woman?
2: Are you sure? Because I took one of those which-gossip-girl-are-you quizzes and it said I was the dad's guitar.
5: Please, you are so amazing. This place is such a boys' club, but you boss them around like an Amazon warrior queen. And look at your body. Your rack is like pow! Hazel, what is the question? It's Kenneth. He's not a page anymore, but he keeps trying to do my job for me. And when I confronted him about it, he was so condescending, he laughed at me. And then he undressed me with his eyes. And then he had his way with me, with his eyes. Ugh, the male gaze. Yeah, they're all a bunch of gays. No, Kenneth is sweet, but
2: he's still a man. And in our society, men get praised for just taking whatever they want. But what do people call women who are tough and ambitious?
5: Leslie or Courtney?
2: What? No, a bitch. Well... You may be at the bottom of the totem pole now, but you're in the game. So play it like a man and don't let anyone try to stop you. Just like the Karate Kid, Hillary Swank, Karate Kid (sighs) 4.
5: I want you to be my mentor.
2: Julie-san, fighting not good. But if must fight, win. Kasuki Miyagi, Karate Kid 4. I accept.
1: Um, so I think that what do you call Leslie Courtney is one of my favorite jokes. They yeah, stuff. yeah. No, it's that's so silly. that's
0: super funny.
1: Um, There's like the sort of like I don't know like almost airplane yeah style. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's
0: like it's it's lines like that throughout. the sort yeah. of that the you just did like those lines yeah, just funny. throughout are just so fun and cute that it's like oh okay it reminds me of why I really like the the comedy of Thirty Rock because it's just absurd
1: the yeah. humor. Also, on that, that male gaze joke, like, I feel like it's a, it's a joke that happens pretty often now, like, as like, but there was one time a year or two, I was listening to like an, inter- a podcast interview where they were talking to the, the creator of some show or something, and like the, the host, the interviewer used the word male gaze, and the <laughs> woman that he was interviewing, like, thought he was like, uh, oh. <laughs> thought he was talking about the male gaze, cause I guess, like, I mean, I guess it, it, it was a show that, Employed a lot of like basically it, it had a diverse cast or whatever, so so, so so it was really awkward for like twenty seconds until I got on the same page. Oh, that's funny. So that's the first time I've ever heard it because like I I kind of you know what I mean like I, I it's a pot it's it's a like can be a clever joke but it's like I don't know. I won't say overdone, but it, it, you know, it's not an uncommon sort of, like, joke to mistake that. But I've never actually heard it, like, done in real life. Like, I took it as more of a thing that, like, happens, like, in fiction to be silly right. as opposed to actually. But, yeah. no, I, so it's easy to confuse it, I guess, if you don't have clear context in real life, too. Yeah. No. That's
0: that's super funny. And, honestly, it's, like, a joke like that is – it's super good. Like, it's just – it's it's – I don't know. I don't know how to explain it other than it's just like it's not. I don't want to say it's like super smart, but it's like the, like you said, it's like airplane comedy because it's just like uh, it's a homonym, right? Gays and gays. It's a homonym, right? Words that sound the same that are spelled differently.
1: Each of two words having the same pronunciation but different meanings, origins, or spelling. For example, new and new. Oh, okay. So I think homophone. Yeah. 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 But
0: homophone is already funny when you're using it against male gays. Yeah. <laughs> homo um yeah there's but also her confidence in that delivery too is like yeah i know exactly what we are talking about those they're a bunch of gays like it's just so funny but there's the the whole introduction of that scene of, of liz like lambasting the writer's room about not mentioning krang anymore which is funny because apparently it's something that has repeatedly happened in that writer's room where they've tried to write krang into multiple scripts and it has to keep getting written out but just like the idea that she has to, that not only she's hammering it over the head to the writers, but also in the world of 30 Rock, she says it like three or four times to the audience also, because it's just like, it is a relatively obscure reference. Like you said, you didn't necessarily get it. Um,
1: I mean, I don't know anything about Teenage Ninja Turtles, so.
0: Yeah, so quick explanation. In the world of the Ninja Turtles, there's the Ninja Turtles and there's Shredder, who's like they're antagonist, but then there's something called the Dimension X, which is like the spatial dimension that blah blah blah, but it's a different dimension and Krang comes from that other dimension. He's like this weird brain looking thing like two little, like he just looks like a brain with two arms. That's that's really <laughs> the best description. Um But I mean, even at this time it was not a character ever featured in any of the movies. I think it eventually did get featured in the second reboot That that's came out a few years ago, I think. I think Brad Garrett voiced him, of all people. Um, Good for you. So at this time, it wasn't a a, a very common Ninja Turtles character. So the fact that she's making the joke of, like, no one knows who Krang is, and she's repeatedly saying it's it's, it's another really funny joke. I think we've explained that reference too much. So we'll move on.
1: Let's Krang along to that scene. (laughs) Oh, God.
0: Ah, so... Uh, Jack's office, uh, he's still doing his best to get Avery's story out there, and Jenna comes up with a brilliant idea.
3: You listen to me, Blitzer. Either CNN gets back on the Avery Jessup story, or I'll tell everyone your real name, Steel Hammerhands. Hello? Steel? Mr. Hammerhands?
6: Jack, I have an important actor request.
3: This is not really a good time, Jenna.
6: I want you to hire a giant to stand on the background of every scene I'm in to make me look daintier. It works. It's why Lamar Oda married that giant Kardashian girl.
3: I run a TV network, and I still can't get my wife's story on the air. The world. may have forgotten about Avery, but I haven't. Sometimes at night I sit here in the dark, drinking scotch, staring at that doorway, hoping against hope that she'll walk in as if nothing ever happened. I'm home, Jack. And I brought back a bunch of oriental sex powders.
6: I know you can get Avery back on television. Her story has everything blondness, kidnapping, a villain with an accent. It's the perfect TV movie! I should know. I played Italian party whore in the Amanda Knox story. A
3: TV movie, Jenna? I don't want to trivialize this ordeal. But
6: those movies get results. Every kidnapped woman I've ever played has been released.
3: Well, it won't allow me to control the story.
6: Well, you better hurry, Jack. Oxygen is already working on a movie about the baby miners.
3: Then we'll have to slow them down. Uh, Gabriel, send a bunch of pies to the Oxygen Network.
1: Poor what a bunch Oxygen. of sexist nonsense. Yeah. Women like pies, you know.
0: Was Oxygen always the name of that network? Or was it... I feel like it was something else. Before, maybe I'm thinking of something else. I feel like it didn't start off as the Oxygen Network. Was, is, is that is that the one that's, that's called that's We Network
1: Light? now? Hold on. Maybe that's what I'm that thinking of. Oh, it still exists. Okay. Oh. So it's an MB, it's, it, okay. So it's NBC Universal's basically women's focus channel. So We oh, so, so we, we is a totally separate network. Let's see history. Um... No, it's, it was launched in February 2000, so it, I guess it... I think maybe Wii was something... The Wii Network was was something else originally. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's what we're thinking of all of that up.
0: But Oxygen would be like NBC's Lifetime, essentially, because it was it was predominantly right. aimed at like women.
1: Yeah, so right. So Oxygen is NBC Universal... Lifetime, I think, is Viacom family, mm-hmm. and then We is the AMC Networks family. So, mm-hmm. but let's see if it starts. Okay, so it was originally Romance Classics, and then it changed to T V uh, around the time, actually, not long after the Oxygen channel launched. So, is
0: that the one that does? No, because the soap is the one that does all the soap operas, right?
1: If if I'm not sure if that channel still exists, I don't know if it does
0: either because a lot of those soap offers. Are... <laughs> yeah, there's all. It's only
1: down to like. Three. I three? mean, you
0: have, like, I guess you have the syndication, but at the same time. Yeah.
1: I mean, in terms of, like, standard daytime soaps, they're, yeah, they're only down to, like, Two, I think, three. like, Young and Restless, Bold and Beautiful, maybe, and one, maybe, still on ABC. I'm not really sure, to be honest. So mm-hmm. I don't think soap, that's a thing anymore, but yeah. I'm not positive on that.
4: Hmm.
1: But anyway, I yeah, so we end. Oxygen, Oxygen still are all in Lifetime are all still going strong. Oh, so. uh, I mean, I, Lifetime. Well, Lifetime's going to be fine. Yeah.
0: Lifetime's going nowhere.
1: Well, you say that, but it's like they had that show you that was on and basically did nothing while it was on Lifetime, and then all of a sudden went to Netflix and became like a gigantic mega hit. So what is you? You, it's the show with Penn Badgley as the serial killer. Oh. You haven't heard of it? It was. I mean, I guess it's been a little while. Its its second season came out in December, like I think twenty nineteen. Then it got delayed for its third season because of the pandemic. But I mean, it was. I mean, it was pretty big on social media around the time it came out. Though.
0: No, I um. don't. Well, you you have the circles you run in and the circles I run in. I don't think there's too much of a an overlap.
1: Anyway, the point is, that was a show that was on Lifetime that basically did nothing. Mm-hmm. And then when it moved to Netflix, it became, like, a huge hit. So, I guess Lifetime is doing, like, it's hanging in there, but mm-hmm. it's apparent, I don't know, like, I don't know if it can launch a hit <laughs> anymore. It subsists, I guess, on its say stream of movies, perhaps. And Law and & Order SBU runs maybe.
0: I mean, it, it used to run a lot of syndicated TV shows. Yeah. Um, but, I don't know, I guess after a while... After five years of the same two two or three shows, you you need original content. I don't know. Yeah, I don't I, don't, I, know. I, I think, don't know what their normal lineup would be.
1: So okay, so Married at First Sight, Dance Moms, Marrying Millions, Little in Atlanta, Married at First Sight. I guess spin-off. It's a spinoff. Bring it. Okay, so basically, brow TLC style reality shows.
0: I mean, reality is inexpensive to produce. Yeah, so
1: in their in mo- their movies. So. Yeah. Well, hey, I mean, if it sells enough ads, then good for them. You go. They can keep time. the doors open. Yeah.
0: So Liz has a small run-in with Hazel, and it's her first. Um, it's her first chance to do uh, a good mentorship for Hazel, and it seems like it might backfire. Hazel's very resistant to so Liz's advice. Um, meanwhile, back in Jack's office, he's already started casting for his TV movie.
3: No wigs. I said no wigs. Uh, you're not a lead, Gabe. At best, you're a featured extra with no lines. Do you understand?
2: Hey, Gabe.
3: I mean, would you be interested in writing the screenplay for the greatest love story ever told?
2: You mean Lois Lane's love affair with journalism? I said it
3: Avery and me I'm producing a television movie to get her back in the headlines for obvious reasons I'm fast-tracking the project the script is due on Monday
2: Monday guess I won't be able to go to the gym this weekend
3: I know it's short notice but I would consider it a personal favor after six years of listening to you complain about how there were so few women on death row
2: is it a coincidence or is the system sexist Oh Speaking of our amazing dynamic, I have taken on a mentee of my own, Jack. A page named Hazel.
3: You're a mentor? But that makes me a grand mentor, and I'm still so young.
2: Don't worry. I already messed it up. I told her to break up with her awful boyfriend, and she got really mad at me.
3: Often, the best way for a mentee to learn is for you to let her fail.
2: Wait, does that mean you've done that to me? When? Um... I think the crowd at the Apollo might welcome a change of pace.
3: You're right. You should do it. Sometimes they have to learn the hard way. If Hazel rejects your advice, let her. She'll get there on her own, just like you did after the crowd of the Apollo chased you into the river.
2: Okay. I understand the irony of what I'm about to say, but I reject that advice. Don't worry. I'll bring you back a t-shirt from Success Town.
6: Off my groin!
0: So speaking of walk-on roles, that's what Gabe is. Gabe is a walk-on role for this episode. So it was
1: a meta joke. Yeah,
0: and I do like the joke that he's like walk on, like, you're nothing more than just a a, a, a a non-speaking extra. And even as he's leaving the room, Liz is like, hey, Gabe! Like, expecting him to say something, and he can't, because he's (laughs) an unpaid non-speaking extra. (laughs) She's like, alright, well, i tried try And there's also, like, a fun visual joke when she's like, can't go to the gym. She, like, like, fist pumps, like, yeah, I've got an excuse to not go to the gym again.
1: Also, it's impressive she can turn around a whole TV movie script in one weekend.
0: Well... I don't want to insult any of the writers that have done a TV movie, but exactly, it's. I mean, let's be real. It's not exactly the most demanding writing, I imagine, because you know it's just going to be fluff and fictionalized. I guess it and depends on the channel. Yeah, I guess. God, dude. I mean, I mean, even at this time, were networks doing made-for-TV movies anymore? Like, I don't remember them really. Rarely.
1: I feel like there was a, or maybe a little bit earlier this, but like, there would still be random, like, Oprah sponsored original movies that would air, like, yeah. once every couple of years or something on the ABC, maybe. So, I, yeah. not, not very often, but like. Yeah, I just rarely, feel like I, so. I'm
0: definitely, when I was younger, like, 80s, early 90s, mid 90s. It seemed like ABC would have, like, a made-for-TV movie, at least during the summer, so at least once, once a week, if not once a month, they would try and have, like, the Sunday night original movie to watch with your family and something, but, yeah. I mean, I got, as I got older, I guess I just stopped paying attention, but I do remember, like, there would be, like, Muppet Network movies, like, they would do, like, Cinderella, Wizard of Oz, and I think they did a third one that I was, like, kind of out of it, so... I don't know. I just, I don't really pay much attention, but I don't think networks really do TV movies anymore.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, at least not for the networks. It probably became less profitable when cable <laughs> really expanded, so it was easy to see basically old theatrically released movies like on whatever cable channel at any given time. So There's probably, probably be a
0: better quality yeah. than a network TV movie.
1: So my guess is that probably should win it. Yeah. And I mean, even like... I mean, obviously you have like the holiday theme movies and I think Hallmark do any others Hallmark for sure does year round original movies that do well so like yeah. the, there are some cable channels that do but even outside of that like you don't really see like a a lot of regular I guess basic cable networks like FX or AMC really doing a lot it's mostly like really specialized channels I feel yeah. like, like Hallmark and Lifetime because I guess there's a Lifetime movie network too so some do, but yeah, it's just not. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I guess like HBO technically does, like, because HBO, you don't think of them as much as like quote unquote TV movies, but I mean, they are, they still do a lot of like originally produced, non theatrically released documentaries and yeah. fictional movies. So. I guess,
0: yeah, between HBO, those cable channels, and then just Hulu and Netflix, like yeah.
1: TV films or I those mean, kinds of films are. A lot of, of Netflix of movies, I feel like, are. Right, the equivalent right. of basic cable or like straight to DVD type. Oh yeah, it yeah. seems like all the movies are basically Oscar or award season plays, or right, like direct like to, to DVD. DVD yeah. There's a reason to go to a theater. Kind things, of thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which I mean, there's a time and place for that. I mean, if if I mean, of course, yeah. And 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 they've actually had like a few random big hits pop out of that, like the the the, the Kissing Booth and to All the Boys I Love Before, which I think. Well, I haven't
0: Is that the one with
1: Seen Enough of them to know like if the, the Kissing With I've heard is pretty is not great, but to All the Boys Love Before at least the first one was like really highly praised, so There's maybe it's a The To All the Boys Love Before has I think it was it was a trilogy and I think the third one came out last year. But the 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 the, the, the second two didn't get as much buzz as the first one, so I I don't know if they is were
0: that as the, good, what's but. the one that has Randall Park and oh
1: Ali Wong. Um, uh, something like always be your main, always be your baby. I think. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah.
0: That so, was a, that was a Netflix original, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that one seemed like it did well, but I think it's just like the time of the year it came out, and it yeah. got enough buzz that it. That should get well enough. I guess but, they are
1: doing stuff in the rom com space, and not yeah. all of it is direct to DVD or video quality. Some of it is. Yeah, but there was that period those, but, where they were doing yeah.
0: like heavy like movies like the one with uh, was the one with Jonah Hill and Emma Stone or Oh Maniac. That was Maniac, the, like that, that, that
1: was a limited series, not a movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. Also that was so weird because like I remember like it was positioned as like right it had basically Emma Stone and prestige. Jonah Hill who were yeah. both like I, I don't know if Emma Stone won her Oscar, but at least Oscar nominated like prestige yeah. actors. Like it was done by I think Carrie Fukunaga who did the first season of True Detective. So like the whole thing, like it would the the pre buzz like it was gonna be like this big like Emmy, but also like pop, like it was mm-hmm. supposed to have a lot of popular films or not. And then it came out and it just like died yeah. and it didn't, it got barely any worse. And it was so weird because I'd never seen something get so much pre-buzz of how it was supposed to be like this big thing. Mm-hmm. And it just like, and I mean, to be honest, like it was okay. Like it was, it was funnier than I thought it was going to be because the, the, the tone like seemed like it might be super serious and it, it definitely was more humorous than it seemed like it might've been at first but at the same time like it's tried to do so much that because like the the concept was that it was kind of like it was a virtual reality i can't remember anyway it was a sort of like alternate virtual reality type thing where it got to the point where like almost every week was a different kind of episode like wandavision was like a different sitcom every Mm -hmm. week like Maniac was like a different genre of television show, oh,
0: like trying to do the anthology. Thing. Yeah, like there was
1: like like a, a heist week and like a fantasy mm-hmm. week and uh, straightforward. Cool like, but
0: I guess if it's poorly produced, then it's just like well, it's, it's just something. I mean, it, it had all
1: the. I mean, it had all the elements to be a juggernaut in all senses, but it just was one of those things where it's like the sum was less than the parts of it. I guess, Aww. and it was it was so weird because like it came out like a month after it came out, ever since then, how a few years ago now, like, no, I've never heard anyone talk or care about it. Like, it didn't get much of any awards. Like, it just, like...
0: Yeah, I mean, plowed. you don't hear anyone talk about it, good or bad, which is kind of worse, because, like, if you have something that's well, yeah, at least is bad, yeah. like, people will say Because I think it wasn't, it
1: definitely wasn't, like, bad. It just wasn't as good as, as it like, it probably should have be, been. Yeah, yeah and as Netflix wanted it to be. Yeah. 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 Hmm. Uh, anyway, we have geared way off there from...
0: How did we get there? Well, no, TV movies. That's in the wheelhouse. It's close. It's
1: close. There was a through thread. It was just a bit of a long way from sending the people at Oxygen Network pies to 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 Maniac starring Emma Stone in general. It's there.
0: It's not that far removed. Uh, Meanwhile, uh, Hazel and Kenneth are still arguing over who should be taking care of Tracy.
4: Mr. Jordan. k Dog, you were wrong. They do still make crossbows. You let him buy a crossbow and a motorcycle?
5: (laughs) No, Kenneth. They let him buy a motorcycle ramp and no motorcycle. Can I help you? Tracy's very tired. He didn't sleep last night.
4: Why not? If he doesn't get at least 14 hours a night, he starts to go crazy.
5: We're on a show within a show. My real name is Tracy Morgan. Well, Tracy wanted to go clubbing. And I don't know if you know this, Kenneth, but nightclubs are open at night.
4: You didn't let him drink, did you? Mr. Jordan can't mix alcohol with his medication.
5: not an idiot, Kenneth. I took him off his medication. You what? Why are you doing this? Because Liz told me to. Having access to Tracy is an opportunity, and I'm taking advantage of it. Did you see page six today? Those are my toes he's sucking on. And he did not want to. (sighs) Mm.
0: (gasps) So I guess it is also still continuing Hazel's main thread of why she was there. She wants to be a star, right? Like, we, we didn't really touch on that. And even that line is kind of like it's my opportunity and I'm taking advantage of it. Like, it seems like she's still trying to put herself first to be a breakout star, but it's not hit as hard enough to really continue pushing that story. I mean, it's
1: not even necessarily, I don't know, a star just, like, ambitious to achieve, like, some level. I guess, I guess whether that's becoming famous, like, I don't know, just becoming, like, super successful. Like, basically becoming what she sees Liz as, I guess, is, like, a super successful, like, professional woman. I don't know. But it's, like, it's interesting, though, because it's, like, she's... Doing things that are insane, but it's like it's. It, but it, I mean, we, we just said how like she wants to become like whatever successful, so it's like it's supposed But at the same time, it's like she's doing it by doing what Tracy wants. So it's like it's not. I don't know. It's like in a way, it's not a quote unquote a bad thing because she's just like doing a job of what he wants to do, like letting him do it. So mm-hmm. it's like it's not like she's actively. I don't know. She's sabotaging things, but it's not. But she's not like actively sabotaging them. She's no, like ruining she's things like, by like indulging in like trying right. to trying to let him do whatever he wants, right. I guess, and like keep out anyone who gets in the way. So in a way, like she's doing a, a good job. I guess if you consider a good job being doing what your like boss wants and preventing other people from interfering. Yeah. But in practice, it's a disaster because of what, basically for what Kenneth right. <laughs> says, <laughs> you got a lot his medication.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. Like the methods of, of, yeah. of her accomplishments are not exactly the greatest, but at the same time, she is doing what her role is, is to keep the stars happy. Yeah. So it's like, yeah,
1: yeah. As long as she's purposely like, I don't know, at least it doesn't come across as she's purposely trying to like, Get him to be like hurt or die or something because right. for selfish purposes, it's like she's she's sort of doing that, but not in an intentional way. Yeah, like you if know? it
0: happens, she'd be she would be surprised if he died yeah. at the same time. Like, that's not her end game, yeah. But I mean, also, I just noticed like com are not in this, so like, oh, that's right, they could have had like a throwaway line that that's like she kept them busy, and that's why they're also not there to that's true because if because, because, right they would definitely have stepped in and said yeah. something probably. if they would have
1: been there it would have been much harder for her to you're right so yeah. you're right that is a little convenient from a plot perspective so they, sh- they should have right tossed in some sort of line to explain it yeah
0: it's not a big deal but it, yeah it's just like that's not of a big deal but it is like true that if they were there it would have I mean it would have been a different dynamic yeah yeah so, Jenna uh, learned that the casting for Avery's movie has started and she's not in the cast list, so she demands to be a part of it since it was her idea. Uh, but meanwhile, Liz is in panic mode as the show's about to start, still hasn't found her walk on guest, and is seeing her mentor uh, not heeding her words and has to learn to let go sometimes and let her make her own mistake.
4: Liz, we have a show in four hours. Have you still not picked a contest winner?
2: Uh, fine, I'll just pick one at random. It's
5: you're in Vandersloot.
4: We can't fly someone from Peru now. There's no time.
5: Oh, Hazel, we need to talk. I'm busy, Liz. Tracy wants me to page for him in Las Vegas this weekend. Is this just appropriate for watching pornography with Penn Jillette?
2: Okay, normally we don't encourage Tracy to go to Vegas because of his gambling addiction and his fear of
5: magic. But... Maybe a weekend away from Rosmeg is a good thing. No, Rosmeg's coming with
4: me. What? Who is this, Hazel? I don't no permit you talk other woman.
5: Okay, I'm putting my foot down. This guy is no good for you, and I order you, as your mentor, to dump him. You don't know what you're talking about, Liz. Rosmeg is amazing. He makes me laugh. Oh,
3: where is toilet Toiletel? Rosmeg must make mud.
2: <laughs> Rosmeg! Hazel, no, I'm not letting Let you. You
3: fail, Liz. Let her get there on her own.
2: You know what? Fine, you're right. I'm wrong.
5: Go, be with Rosmig. Thank you, Liz. It takes a big woman to admit she's wrong.
4: You are a big woman. You have pictures, hot nudes.
0: So this is the introduction of Rosmig, uh, Hazel's boyfriend, and I'm trying to remember. I'm gonna say with no confidence that he is a recurring character, but I don't recall seeing him the rest of the series. I think he might just be mentioned by name, so we'll have to keep an eye out for him. But yeah, he's like a kind of stereotypical Eastern European, old country kind of character, so not really breaking the mold with that, that kind of role. Kind of forgettable, honestly. Meanwhile, after talking with Jenna, Kenneth gets the great idea of how he can help Tracy.
4: Miss Lemon, if it's not too late, I would like to enter the essay contest to win a role on TGS with Tracy Jordan.
2: No, Kenneth, you can't enter. The contest isn't open to NBC employees.
4: I know, ma'am, Ma, which is why I just quit my job at Standards and Practices. I may hate you right now, you little but damn it, I respect you.
2: Kenneth, you know this is just to be a non-speaking extra, right?
4: I know, but have you ever loved something so much that you would sacrifice anything for it? Nope. But you know what?
2: This is perfect, because then I don't have to pick some crazy person, and I know you won't do anything weird on the air. I'm Kenneth! Get to wardrobe contest, winner! This is going to be a great show.
1: I like how they just really committed to the bit of Gaylord Felcher being extremely foul-mouthed at all times. Like, I think literally every scene, I mean, it's only been a few scenes, but still, every scene we've seen him in, he's just, like, being extremely profane. Yeah.
0: And everyone just accepts it. Like, no one's, like, put off... Well, I mean, Kenneth has kind of put off on it, but, like, the other co-workers are just like, this he, is our life. Like He just sucks just... up all
1: the bad words you can't say on television and, and he's, he's the spits athlete. him out himself. Yeah. yeah.
0: No, I, I think that is the last that we see of Mr. Felcher, unfortunately. It would have been a fun running gag for the rest of the series to have someone like that, but maybe we'll be surprised. Maybe he'll return. Uh, meanwhile, in Jack's office, he gets a surprise in Avery. There were air quotes around that just that far. Hello? Hi, it's Charles from
5: the
6: U.N. Found your wife and I dropped her off at the office. She should be there right about now. Jack, it's me. I'm home. No, you're not my wife. How could you say that, darling? I'm Avery Jespert. Jenna? No, don't turn on the light. Surprised.
3: Let's set aside how idiotic that plan was and imagine a world where it actually worked. I appreciate your feedback. If I had believed you for one second, I would have been
6: devastated, heartbroken. You want to talk about devastation? How do you think I felt when you told me I couldn't play
3: Avery? You are a monster. What you have done here today, it's it's the second cruelest thing that anyone has ever done to me. Do you know what the cruelest is?
6: When I went to the bathroom on the hood of your car before I thought of this plan?
3: Avery had me committed to a mental hospital so she and her college roommate could use my Yankee tickets on opening day.
6: That's a nice story, Jack, but I don't hear my name in it. You... Finally. You may not
3: have Avery's grace and acumen, but you do have the one thing that makes her so special. Her ruthless pursuit of self-interest. It's the heart of capitalism and the beautiful black heart of my wife. Jenna, you have Avery's essence. Congratulations. The part is yours.
6: <sighs> you won't regret this. We're going to get her home, Jack. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have a female condom to take out. Unless going once.
1: <laughs> so first, that story about Avery and the Yankees tickets is dark and reveals <laughs> something I don't think we had... uh I don't know a character trait that we had has definitely not come up before. No. I mean, I we've seen her her definitely like a I don't know ambitious like Republican blah 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 et cetera. But that's the first time like we I don't know there's something like truly like yeah like we know she's ambitious mean, but at the same time mean and evil
0: to be that deceptive yeah. just to go to a Yankees game. It's just like good lord. But that's Avery Jesper for it's, you. I was going to say, the, the other funny thing is that Jenna
1: wants to roll so badly but doesn't even know her name.
0: <laughs> and that fake phone that like, this is Charles, like her voice this is Charles from me. the U.N. and we found her wife and we dropped her off.
1: She's it's like, very believable. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny what the U.N. does. They just drop him off at the spouse's <laughs> office.
0: <laughs> With no warning. Right. <laughs> she should be there by now. It's <laughs> so fun. Well, <laughs> the idea of like, do you know how heartbroken I would be, to that uh, when I found out that you weren't her? Like, how heartbroken I was when you didn't cast me in your movie. Like, she's always those just are the same things. Movie. Yeah, they're equal. I, lied about I mean, your I believe life it. Being home, you didn't cast me in your movie. I, feel like I mean, I
1: do believe that Jenna would take that sort of thing as very personally. So, oh, yeah, to, to her, she probably didn't think she was being <laughs> absurd.
0: No, not at all. Uh, but as we're wrapping up storylines now, uh, Kenneth's walk-on roll goes as well as you would expect it, given TGS and Thirty Rocks' uh, reputation. Four, three...
3: Ladies and gentlemen, a message from the President of the United States.
2: Google Gaga, my fellow Americans. Okay, he's never
4: been worse. Is Kenneth supposed to enter? I love you, sir. Ken, where have you been? Damn it. I've been here all along. I never left, and I never will. Go to commercial. Nope, they told us we can't do that anymore. I quit my job to be here, Mr. Jordan. It was the only way I could get around Hazel. You quit your job for me? I'm not just gonna sit by and watch you destroy yourself. Because I would do anything for love, but I won't do that. The girl in that video was hot in the early 90s kind of way. Now, take your medicine. This has been a message from the President of the United States.
0: You're a 90s music, or you're a music fan. Do you know what song they were referencing?
1: The Meatloaf song. <laughs> I would do anything for love, but I won't
0: do that. Yeah, that was his resurgence after a decade and a half of... Um, no, I guess I'd say an absence. I'm not sure if he... I'm pretty sure he released a couple albums, but that was his... Uh, Bad Out of Hell was his big 70s prog rock album, and then that was his comeback. Um, and
1: theatrical you know. rock.
0: <laughs> that's prog rock.
1: But, but I mean, that's a very theatrical song. Like, I mean, a lot of the songs he released in the 90s were like, because it, 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 he worked with the songwriter who did like it's all coming back to me now, mm-hmm. yeah. and there are several others with other artists that I, I'm currently playing right now. But basically, basically like those big theatrical, like yeah,
0: they were. I mean, they were big like set pieces, and yeah, but, I mean that's still prog rock, it's telling a story kind of thing. It's okay. No, but yeah, I believe was, you. Was, what was the other one that he had that was like that same album? It's like similar title, I can't think of what it's called. Uh. It wasn't as big as I Would Do Anything For Love, but it was, it was like the second single, I think, from that album. They're corny as shit, like they're super corny songs, but like they're not bad songs either. Like they're super orchestral and like, I don't know, just like super sweeping big, big songs. I think it was that I'd Lie For You because it was like more like set in the desert I'd Lie For You yeah 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 I'd Lie For You and that's the truth and he loves putting parentheses in his songs um but I mean that's that's a lot of those kinds of genres he definitely There's I know Me- definitely did oh he it. did
1: total well Jim Simon did Total Eclipse of the Heart oh right, right right Total Eclipse of the Heart and Making Love Out of Nothing at All or his other word those were in the early 80s yeah. but those were the other Jim Simon songs that were like his really big hits yeah no, he knows like theatrical, like, yeah,
0: yeah, longer than the traditional radio. You know, oh, for sure. It's like they were like, yeah, yeah. Oh, you know, that song, uh, that I listen to every now and I think what's it called? It's like Nowhere, uh, going nowhere fast or something like that. It's from this 80s movie that's like super camp,
1: Nowhere Fast by Fire Inc.
0: Yeah, that that song that you were like the other week, you were like they're singing about God, and it's like no, they are like you were just mishearing the lyrics. But that's another song that Jim Simons has worked on that was ah. just like if you told me it was a Meatloaf song, I would believe you. It just
1: sounds like well, because uh, there's a Meatloaf like, version of it on one of his albums. <laughs> there you go.
0: <laughs> I assume he saw that Jim Simons was involved in it. and Was like I want to sing that. But I yeah, mean, I think he covered
1: a few because he yeah. he covered it. it's all coming back to me now too. So that's
0: right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. But uh, if you do like meatloaf, and I'm not, this isn't to you. This is to the audience. Okay. Um, there's a band called the Proto Men that uh, started in the early 2000s. What's that?
1: I'm sorry. Just uh, in the land of the pig, the butcher is king. Is was on Bad Out of Hell three, the meatloaf when album. did that come out? Two thousand six. Okay, that's quite a title. That that's, is definitely a title. Anyway, sorry. I uh, you carry no, on. No, we're
0: fine. Uh, the, there's a group called the Proto Man. Um, who are very much in that same style of like uh, orchestral, or operatic, and big prog rock. But their whole gimmick is they are basing their story around the Mega Man universe. And they've only done two albums, I think. And they've done maybe a couple of like EPs and stuff. But like it's that very same style of like 70s, 80s synth pop, synth rock kind of style. So if you want more meatloaf and you don't have any more, The Proto-Men exists out there for you, so enjoy.
1: I'll sure check that out. I
0: hate you. Anyway, in Liz's office, we start wrapping up her story uh, as her first day as a mentor. Tough night.
3: Come on, Lemon. The show was all right. What about the sketch where the guy was worried about his sexual performance?
2: That was a real commercial for an erectile dysfunction drug.
3: Well, I laughed. So uh, how did things shake out with Hazel?
2: Not great. My way, which is still the right way, didn't work. So just to see, I did your thing.
3: Good. You let her fail. That's how the banking industry learned its lesson. And now they're doing amazing, and everyone's honest.
2: Mm. Your thing didn't work either.
3: Are you sure? Mentoring is not an exact science.
5: Why aren't there more female serial killers? You know, what does it say Liz. about our society?
3: Oh, here she is. Uh, she's here.
5: Liz, I was watching the show fall apart while Rosmond gave me a prison tattoo of his face, and I heard your voice. I finally heard everything you said to me. Hazel, you're a beautiful flower. Let yourself bloom. What are you doing this weekend, Hazel? Are there still bathhouses? Let's go to one. I never said any of that, but... You were right all along. You knew I was making the wrong choices, but you let me fail. With Rosmig, with Tracy. Yes, I was definitely on top of that Tracy thing. You were teaching me the whole time, and all the while lighting a fire with that hot ass.
3: I'm Jack.
4: I'm your grand
0: mentor, Liz. She's beautiful. What a sweet ending! Although it's just kind of an ending, like it doesn't well wasn't satisfying. She learned
1: her lessons, so now she—I don't know—now she'll take Liz's advice for what it is. I guess. Yeah, but also there is a good note in there about. Liz and Jack's relationship because when as they're waiting for Hazel to pop in, like Liz makes a comment about female serial killers, which like links back to their last conversation Mm -hmm. where they're talking about women on death row. So it's like it's like they can kind of just like pick up on random threads of conversation from Mm -hmm. like hours earlier, just like just have the same I don't know, just continue the same conversation like over long lengths of time and just pick it up. So and
0: the timing on that joke is super fun because it's just like he's like just as he's expecting Hazel to show up. There's, like, a lull in the conversation. And it's not awkward for her to continue the conversation because she's just trying to fill time, but she's filling it with someone that she has, she wants to have the conversation with. But it's just, like, there's just enough time between where he's, like, sci- mentorship is not an exact science, and then her saying, why aren't there more? Like, there's just enough time to make yeah. it a little bit funny and awkward, and then she kicks in with it. It's like, okay, now it's it's super funny mm-hmm. again. Um, but yeah, that's...
1: And speaking of female serial killers, then Hazel walks in. <laughs>
0: I, well, we know she's left her kids at Sears. I would believe she's would, done murders. Oh, I would absolutely believe she's done murders, and she's probably still doing murders. <laughs> like I would not put that past the character. Um, but yeah, so that's uh, that's Grand Mentor. Uh, our credit scene has a fun cameo. This is one of those moments where I don't think she was known at this time because Nailed It definitely didn't exist, no. and she was I, obviously she was probably a stand-up comic making the rounds, but. Yeah. Nicole Byer is the nailed
1: it and upcoming Wipeout revival co-host with John Cena, with John Cena, which is very. Weird. I might actually watch that. I've of been course watching you will. well. Normally, like pre-pandemic, like I probably wouldn't. But now it's like I'm really like scraping the barrel oh, wow. on TV shows where I'm like well actually like watching movies now and like watching yeah game shows anyway what a, what a anyway, so I'll probably be watching at least one episode of that yeah. and maybe more anyway I yes mean, Nicole Byer
0: I mean they're just they're fun simple shows I mean I wouldn't take it away from anyone but I'm happy Nicole Byers getting work because yes. like she is like she's genuinely like super funny although I haven't seen Nailed It to the same extent as you or a lot of other people I have like episodes I have seen of it. like yeah she's like super charming She's one of my favorite co-hosts. Whenever she's on, how did this get made? Just because, like, she, she's well, she's a comedian, so of course she has great comedic timing. But like, her jokes are just like super sharp all the time. Like, she's I want her to succeed, so I want the best for her. I
1: mean, I feel like nailed it has made. I feel like a lot of people watch that show. Oh, so yeah. I feel like it's kind of made her into, yeah, into, yeah. a like, a like a stealth big name. Because, like, you wouldn't necessarily, like, call her, like, a big star. But it's, like, yeah. I feel like a lot of people know who she is I wouldn't is, give
0: though. her, like, household name. I would say, yeah. like, she's definitely, like, internet celebrity. Like, yeah. people our age definitely know yeah. Nicole Biden And if you and don't her know her is...
1: name, like, you just say, like, the Nailed It host. Like, I think yeah. a lot of people have probably seen at least one episode, yeah. even if they haven't. Like, yeah. a- anyway. And
0: her resume has definitely yeah. grown since Nailed It. Because she oh, does a sure. lot of voices. I think yeah. she... She's definitely been, like, a recurring voice on, like, Bob's Burgers. She's been on The Simpsons. I'm pretty sure she was in an episode of Central Park. Like, it seems like something she would be a part of. Uh, But it's funny, the credits, they list her as a Monique lookalike in this episode. Oh, really? Which is, like...
1: That's... Hmm... Couldn't you
0: just said, like, a And this was an IMDb listing, so it might just be Uh, what the IMDb contributor named her, but... Yeah, um, I mean, that's... That's not, is I mean, Monique doing
1: just, introducing acts at the Apollo Theater? She
0: might have at one point in her career, Maybe. but I don't think I she don't would know. have been doing it around this time. Yeah, so that's a little sketchy. But anyway, the, the credit scene is Liz doing her uh, Apollo stand-up, and naturally, is t- it is to a chorus of booze. No one is digging what this white. How lady does she is even get booked
1: like, on the on that stage? I think you can. They'll book just about anybody, I think. Oh, they I think so. <laughs> will. You could be okay. Well,
0: I mean, like, because, I mean, half of the gimmick is, like, you will probably get booed off stage. Right. Like, just, like, just yeah. because, like, if that's entertaining to watch people do so poorly, they get... Because, I mean, right. that, that's the, the guy was sweeping right. off the luck, stage. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: Um, well, yeah. Bad luck, Liz Lemon. Don't do cultural appropriation.
0: Uh, I mean, it's not... The wrapping is one thing because I mean anyone can rap. That's one thing, but right. like she goes with like Absolutely. jewelry, like a jumpsuit, yeah, and corners. the braids yeah, like three too many things already. Like the wrapping, you could have just went out and done the wrapping and gotten booed off stage. But to do it in that attire and that look is just like at least you didn't do blackface. Like that, was that just, is true. She was smart enough to not do that. But Jesus Christ, oh that's... Liz Lemon, you're
1: yeah. hopeless,
0: hopeless. I just want to know how long ago that was, because was it something in the last year of Liz Lemon? Yikes. Was it something when they first met each other?
1: Well, it, it, yeah, I say it. there's no. It way. definitely has to be since since Jack started uh, as the executive over TV in microwaves. So it's, it has to yeah. be at some point in the last five years because it was that that was a, that was a mentor mistake he let her make. So yeah, yikes. Anyway.
0: Uh, so that's Grand Mentor. Uh, any other thoughts on the episode before we say adieu?
1: Adieu, yeah. and I hope Jenna wins the Emmy.
0: Yeah, well, well, that is a recurring. I think that runs through most of the uh, this this season. I think is sort of a recurring thing. I, well, the next episode is definitely devoted to the Avery Jessup movie like production and. I, I don't know, remember any of that and, at all. I vaguely remember bits. I think there's like a part where one of the other bald ones plays Jack I think, oh really <laughs> I think that's like the joke how silly um, but yeah like I, I know that it happens but like intimate parts of it I, I'm kind of vague on but we'll just have to stay tuned uh, well as always thank you for joining us on GoToThere if you like what we're doing rating, reviewing all that fun stuff it's going to be the best way to help us out otherwise we will see you in next week's episode episode 117 season 6 episode 14 entitled Kidnapped by Danger David, take us out
1: See you next time.
5: This next lady is from Whitehaven, Pennsylvania. Okay, please welcome to the stage, Lemon! Oh,
2: do the sprinkler, do the sprinkler, do the sprinkler, do the sprinkler. Here we go, here we go. Whitehaven PA, Apollo Theater, come together. Have you ever thought about the women of the world? Teen moms, grandmas, even little girls. Oh, 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 Go to haven. Ugh, the male gays. Yeah, they're all a bunch of gays.